Welcome to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast with me, Apostle Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace. I'm the co-founder of Cedars House Christian International, a ministry dedicated to raising believers in Christ. I'm also the founder and international president of Women in Tune, a global army of women faithfully worshiping and serving Jesus Christ. My passion is to teach, train, and disciple men, women, their youth, and leaders to get more intimate with the Lord and serve Him. The aim of this podcast is to bring the truth of God's Word to the body of Christ. Therefore, you can expect in-depth teachings for those who are young in their faith, as well as those who are serious with their Christian walk and want to grow. Be ready to be strengthened, equipped, and empowered in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast. In this series on Walk About Zion, we are trying to learn more about the church and are currently discussing her mission on earth. In the last episode, we began a discussion of the fivefold ministry gifts that Jesus gave to the church. In this episode, we shall continue to explore the actual role of the fivefold ministry or leadership team that Jesus put in place for the church. So we'll look at the first one, who is the apostle. Who is an apostle? An apostle is one who is set apart, ordained and consecrated and sent out by Jesus Christ to represent him in a generation or in a community or in a geographical location. This is someone who has received a direct revelation of the risen Christ and is sent out by him with a specific assignment to a specific group of people. The revelation they receive of Jesus Christ totally transform their world. Hallelujah. So let's look at the role of an apostle. The apostle is primarily a personal representative of Jesus Christ vested with a measure of his authority. To do this successfully, the apostle receives a personal revelation of Jesus Christ. So of, of the fivefold ministry, this seems to be quite key, that the apostle is given a personal revelation of Jesus Christ, has a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. The risen Christ is almost like the key to that. A revelation of Jesus Christ through the word and by personal encounter. The apostle, therefore, is sent out by Jesus from that place of revelation to represent him by faithfully proclaiming the true gospel of the kingdom and demonstrating its work. He or she could be sent to a geographical location, a city or a congregation, a local assembly or a people group to deliver a message. Every apostle, if they are true apostles, have their encounter with the Lord and they know what he said to them and they know where he sent them. I had my personal encounter with the Lord and I know what he told me and I know who he sent me to. Actually, one of the things he talks to me even now still about more than anything is his church. He showed me his love for the church and he showed me that if I am able to love the church, he will do awesome things with me. The love for the church, he began with the women. He said, reach out to the women 
And as you reach to women, you will reach out to my church. And this is why I do what I do. He gave me a revelation of his kingdom. And he told me he's coming soon. And uh, he grieved over the church, the state of the church, and sent me out to restore him. Even at my ordination 10 years ago this year, I was told the same things, that I was to reach out to the church. Hallelujah. So every apostle carries a special message that comes from their encounter with Jesus Christ. Every apostle carries a governing grace. It's a governmental grace. And you'll find that apostles seem to exert a greater dimension of the authority of Jesus Christ as they go about their assignments. Apostles lay the foundation of the work of the Lord to ensure that the church, the body of Christ, is built. A true apostle will be concerned about building the church and operating according to the master plan of Jesus Christ. True apostles, and I mean by true apostles, I have said before that there are many carrying the title, but the Bible says you will know them by their fruit, and the fruit that you will look out for in an apostle is that they will be concerned about how the church is being built. Apostles carry a plumb line. They will bring a plumb line to define the standard of the work of the Lord. That's why they get themselves into a lot of trouble. Hallelujah. Because they are constantly gauging what is being done. And it's not them, but it's the spirit of Christ in them. Hallelujah. They are assigned to ensure purity of the word. Purity of doctrines and practices. If you look at the epistles, Paul brought a lot of direction and correction. Peter did the same in the epistles. Even John, the brother of Jesus, did the same. Hallelujah. Apostles therefore hate lukewarmness or shallowness in the body of Christ. Apostles face and endure hardship. If you are an apostle or you call yourself one and your life so far has been a life of luxury, building your big houses, sitting in your big cars, enjoying your big food. If you're truly called by Jesus, just wait for it. The persecution is coming. But if you are not called by Jesus, it doesn't matter because on the judgment day, you will answer for it. But the life of an apostle is a life of hardship and of challenges. They come with the territory. They accompany the office. And the, the, there's a burden on them, which is the size of the assignment. If I look at the apostles of the early church, many of them were killed for their passion for Jesus Christ. May the Lord help us, especially those of us called into this office, that we will live a sacrificial life for him. Signs and wonders follow the apostolic office. Now we turn to the prophet. Hey, this is a big thing in this season. There are all kinds of prophets coming out, telling us lies and all kinds of things. I want to say that the Old Testament prophet is different from the New Testament prophet. The Old Testament prophet was the one that people could go to to inquire of God, what is God saying, etc., etc. It is not the same with the New Testament prophet. So when we go to these people who call themselves prophets and we are going to inquire what the Lord is saying or what should I do, then we've missed something. Or if you are a prophet, 
and you, you, that is all you do, then again, you've missed something. The New Testament prophet is a person elected by God or Jesus Christ to be a vessel for declaring the mind and will of God to the saints and their generation. You're chosen by God to declare the mind and will of God to a generation. You are called to be, or the prophet is called to be, a personal representative of Jesus to ensure that the church is shown the way forward in her walk and service to him. In effect, the prophet is a conduit or a mouthpiece through whom Jesus speaks to the world and to the church. The thing is that every believer already has the Holy Spirit in them. So we should know the mind of Christ. You don't need to consult with anyone to know what God is telling you. You are his child. If you ask him, he will tell you. Even though he does bring words of prophecy to us uh, one way or the other. But we need to know that the office of the prophet is different. Prophets reveal God's heart to his people, to the body. And they bring guidance to individuals in the body, giving revelation, bringing interpretation, bringing the mind of Christ, keeping the saints in the path of holiness. This is the essence of the work of the prophet. Now, sometimes we mistake the work of the prophet with the gift of prophecy. Someone may have the gift of prophecy, but they are not called to be prophets. Because if you have been called to be a prophet, you will know when Jesus called you. You will know what he said to you when he called you. And you will have the current mind of God for the church in the now. If you call yourself a prophet and you don't have the current mind of God for the church in the now, <laughs> you need to question. Hallelujah. I now briefly want to talk about something the Bible talks about, the apostolic and prophetic foundation of the church. The reason why these two offices are needed and are needed urgently. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2. I'll read from verses 19 to 22. It says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for the dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The apostolic and prophetic ministry offices or gifts are the foundation upon which the church of Jesus Christ is being built. What does this mean? It means that the revelation of Christ, which is apostolic, and what the church needs now more than anything is the revelation of Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ as the Son of God and his agenda as the Son of God in that he came to take nations, in that he came to restore the kingdom back to his father. This is an apostolic grace, and it takes an apostolic office and an apostolic ministry to bring a people group to this place of understanding that Jesus is coming soon. Now, the declaration of the mind of Christ 
keeps the church focused on her assignment. And this is where the prophetic kicks in. It keeps the church current and in tune with the present will, plans, and purposes of God. So the prophet brings the current mind of Christ. What is the Spirit saying concerning the church? What is God saying? What is the will of God in the midst of what is going on in our nations? Once the prophet brings these forth, the apostles rise up because they have the capacity to push the church, to move the church, to fulfill the will of God in the land. We see this all through the scriptures. For instance, when the prophets at Antioch came together and they declared the mind of God was that they sent out Paul and Barnabas to the Gentiles, that's a clear understanding. Without this foundation, the church will walk in error or the church will be late in fulfilling her assignment or the church will become weak. And these two offices are the offices that Satan has most attacked and is still attacking. May Jesus help us, and I know he will help us. When these two offices are in decline, the church will grow weak and will not stand the storms that rage against her. She will stray from her mandate and her mission. You can read Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. So that's the apostolic prophetic foundation of the church. I want to quickly look at the evangelist. An evangelist carries a huge burden for the unsaved and the lost. They also carry a special grace and an anointing to preach the gospel to them. Their passion is to see those who have not yet entered the kingdom of God do so. Their preaching comes with a great conviction and that conviction draws many to the Lord. Most evangelists you'll find on the public arena bringing souls into the kingdom. Evangelists have a special grace and ability to bring in the harvest more than any other member of the fivefold ministry. They often have signs and wonders following after them to confirm their messages. Actually, the fivefold ministry are able to demonstrate the power of God in a greater dimension in the entire body of Christ. Evangelists see miracles happen because those miracles serve as a proof to the people they are reaching out to. So the role of an evangelist is to carry Christ's burden for the lost and preach the gospel with passion and power. Their role is to populate the kingdom by creating more converts. It's as simple as that. They teach and equip the believers in the church also to reach out to the unsaved. Now we come to the role of the pastor or the shepherd. Actually in the Greek, the translation means shepherd, one called by Jesus Christ and vested with the authority to feed and care for the flock committed to their trust. He or she in effect is a shepherd who leads the flock to good pastures. The pastor is the heart of the church, and we need to understand that. We need pastors to lead the flock, to shepherd them. But I believe that the church also needs evangelists, needs prophets, and needs apostles. And I thank God that by his grace, he's raising these now, 
Not every local assembly will have a, all the fivefold ministry in place. You'll find that most local assemblies will have a pastor, but within a region, the Lord will put some apostles, some prophets and evangelists. Let's continue with the pastor. The pastor is the heart of the church. He is a shepherd who deeply cares for his sheep and is ready to lay down everything for them. The true heart of shepherding is the care of the sheep. Pastors, we need to remember that. Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd, taught a lot about the sheep and shepherding the sheep. This gives us an example, a great example of what a pastor should look like or be like. The role of the pastor, therefore, is to raise and care for the sheep, to feed them, nurture and raise the saints, to grow in the knowledge of Christ and to live in obedience to his ways. The heart of every true pastor is to see the flock grow, to see the flock grow in the knowledge of God and in the ways of God. So the pastor's greatest concern is always the well-being of his sheep and the body of Christ, especially the ones committed into his care, not only bringing training to them, but also correction and protection where necessary. The pastor's role also is to equip the saints and to develop their giftings and help them step into the calling of God for them. If the pastor has nurtured the flock well, you'll find that he'll take this seriously. He'll be able to identify the various people in his church, the callings of God on their lives. He'll be able to help them develop and raise more members of the fivefold for the body of Christ. The pastor often acts as a bridge between the different office functions because you'll find that because he's more connected with the, the flock, you'll find that uh, he acts as a bridge. I heard a story about a pastor and an apostle. God appeared to the apostle and said, I want you to bring your flock to the mountaintop to meet me there tomorrow at three o'clock. Then God spoke also to a pastor and said to him, I want you to bring the flock to me. Meet me on the mountain at three o'clock. By three o'clock the next day, the apostle will be on the mountaintop with his flock, but half of them will be dead. By three o'clock the next day, the pastor will be halfway the mountain, taking his flock to God because he will stop at the needs of every one of those sheep and care for it. And that is why we need the balance between the two, that the apostolic, the prophetic, will bring the agency of the matter into uh, force, and the pastor will put the needs of the sheep also into consideration. And by God's grace, a balance will be created. We need pastors, but we need the fivefold ministry. Finally, we want to look at the teacher. A teacher is an individual vested by Christ with the gift and grace to gain a deep understanding of the word of God. Teachers have a deep understanding of the word of God. They carry an anointing and capacity to rightly divide the truth, 
to be able to divide and present truths within the scriptures to, to the saints in such a way that people are able to hear, people are able to understand, and people learn and become transformed. Teachers teach and edify in order to disciple the church. They bring scripture alive and shed light on scripture. They are able to understand the hidden truths and explain them to the believer and the church. This creates a hunger for the word of God. Hallelujah. Often a teacher's gift will not be the letter of the word, teaching the, the scriptures by the letter, but rather of the spirit. They would bring the spirit of the word. The Bible says that the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And you'll find that the teacher carries the grace to give life through the word of God. Teachers show the way for the saints to live and walk based on the word of God. Actually, they are also able to make the principles of God very clear to us and show us what is for our good. It's a, it's a, a, a gift, ministry gift that I so desire to see more and more in the body of Christ because we need teaching. We need to gain understanding. Teachers bring transformation in the life of the believer through sound teaching. You can see the scriptures on the screen telling you more about the role of the teacher. It's to make clear the principles of God to God's people and to show them how we are to live. Good teaching should show clearly the way God wants his people to live their lives. Hallelujah. To help us understand all of this, I saw this somewhere and it blessed me, so I copied it for us. Apostles govern. They carry a governmental rule. Prophets guide. They bring guidance to the church. The mind and will of the Father and of Jesus Christ in the now. Evangelists gather. They bring in the harvest. Pastors guard. They protect and nurture the church. And teachers ground. They ground us in the word and in the things of God. This is the fivefold ministry gift or offices that Christ gave of himself to the body of Christ. We need the fivefold ministry, and it's something we have been praying a lot about that Christ would restore the fivefold ministry gifts to the church. It doesn't come easily, it comes through people giving themselves to the Lord. As we give ourselves to the Lord, as we press in to walk right, to live right, we find that we are drawn to the Lord, and He then chooses us to use us for his glory. May the Lord hear and answer our prayer and restore the fivefold ministry offices to the church. I know he's already begun and I'm encouraged, but we are asking that it will even be more prominent and they will lead us in building the church. I hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and perhaps even challenged by this message. You may also watch teachings related to this message and other topics on my Let the Truth Be Told YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. I'd love to hear from you, so please do sign up to our email list at letthetruthbetold at cedarshouse.org and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. To find out more about me, Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace, 
our ministry and the work we do, visit our websites, womenintune.org, quiverprayermovement.org, and cedarshouse.org. You may join our community on social media and engage with us there. This podcast was sponsored by Sublime Gifts, home of elegant, bespoke Christian gifts, from personalized cards and cushions to devotionals and luxury picture frames. Please do remember to visit their website, sublimegiftsuk.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to download and listen to the podcast. God bless you.